Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rock League Podcast, the longest running Rock League Podcast in the game today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we take that record, <laughs> Yeah, we do. And uh, we record uh, as soon as possible and we do it weekly. Uh, I am your host, Lazero. I am joined as always by Wabbits and Relentless. What's up, everybody? Wow. No reaction? <laughs> nah, oh, I, you said Wabbits in first, <laughs> so I had to let him go first. Wow. Freaking, like, switching off you know every, this. Not last week. <laughs> I like to sure. keep switching it. I, I I never want you guys to know where you stand with me. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> always keep me a little bit on edge. Um, as long as you're number one. You know, speak, speaking mm-hmm. speaking of being on edge, I guess. Uh, you know, like I I've been listen. I usually like to take up the first five minutes of the podcast. You know, bringing up random topics that might not quite be rock league related. Okay, and my current one is this: when. Each of you listen to podcasts. Do you prefer a very high energy, you know, lots of, you know, hyperness and energy throughout the podcast? Or do you do you like kind of more mellow podcasts that are that are a little more subdued? Which one do you prefer? Maybe we'll start with Relentless on this. Ha. Take that, Wabs. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It actually it actually depends because a lot of the podcast some of the podcasts I listen to, it's just normal like back and forth conversation. And then some of the podcasts I listen to, like I'll listen to a lot of different sports podcasts where um, the high energy is kind of part of it. And so it, I guess it really depends on the subject matter. And so, mm. um, I don't know, a healthy mix of both is good. It depends on what the subject matter is mostly for me. And Wabs, what do you think of this? I love that you think I listen to podcasts. That's so funny. <laughs> I guess you don't have time. Fair enough. Okay. No, right, no, all right. <laughs> Uh, great i threw it to him and he just he's just like nah we're not we're not taking it anywhere uh but here how about this wabs you can respond to my theory here okay okay sure so so i think there, there's two ways to go about this i think there's sometimes where i'm like really in the mood for a high energy podcast mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. lots of adrenaline pumping you know you might be in the mood for a higher energy but there are other times where you're like no i just kind of want to be relaxed you know and that's when you'll have the more subdued ones you're um i would definitely agree with that based on I feel like I'm in uh, a different genre of random listening, uh, you know, <laughs> people where I generally go to streams and then have that off on the mm. background. So it's a lot less focused and it's just, mm-hmm. it is literally just random words and talking. Right. Uh, but that's, uh, that's where I am. And I very much agree with the, sometimes you want a high energy thing and sometimes you just want somebody who's sitting there and barely talking, but like, it's just on in the background. It's like, the, I can fall asleep to this. It's perfect. 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 Um, I just like to say, cause I was thinking about this and I think, especially if you're, if you're listening, it's almost like that, that Pepsi Coca-Cola comparison, right? Where Pepsi, if you have like one sip, Pepsi's always sweeter. So you'll choose Pepsi. But like when you, when you have like a, you know, a cup, right. Um, when you, when you have a can or, or a bottle, you're more likely going to take the Coca-Cola cause it can't, you know, the sweetness kind of wears off when you drink more of it. Right. So my what? theory is, is that people, if I, if, when there's new listeners, you know what I mean? The high energy brings them in, but for like the, the, the try, uh, like listeners that stay for a longer time they I think they, if we overdo it on the energy, they, they, uh, they may not, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Peaks and valleys, I guess is good too. Yeah. yeah. No, I know what you're yeah. saying, but I need to go back like 30 seconds did you just say that you drink both coke and pepsi no i said there's an experiment that if you drink a sip of pepsi okay okay you're more likely to like the, the reason all those like pepsi versus coca-cola commercials the way it worked is like if you frame the experiment with just having like a sip you're always going to choose pepsi because it's the sweeter of the two right really but but most people 
on the on the flip side if they drank more of it they'd be like okay no this is too sweet because you drank too much of it huh yeah wow okay that's kind of cool um also i don't know how many people here know this but probably most people the reason pepsi is so sweet we all know it's aspartame but the thing about aspartame is that it's so sweet we all know it, it overloads your senses we all know this of course <laughs> we all know this but it's like it's terrifying it's just it's so sweet that you're like no nah, there's this is as as sweet as i can possibly imagine but more <laughs> I, th- I think it has going back to Lazero's point of like the energy and stuff and then the people that have been listening for longer uh, i feel like if you do too much high energy it feels fake and fabricated and so people mm. want to get down to you know, I'm here because of the personality of the people that are hosting the podcast and that kind of thing. And they really just want to get down to that genuine personality of that person versus mm. the fabricated energy that kind of comes with your overhyping everything. It just doesn't feel as genuine. So I think that's probably and, more of what yeah. it is. And I think the truth is, 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 you know, the longer the podcast goes on, you can't keep a fake energy for, for as much. It can't be performance the whole time. I mean, there are people who can do that, but um definitely like there's definitely a certain point where it's like uh if you if you can't keep it up for the whole two hours then then it you know then it then the uh difference between the you know beginning conversation and the end conversation is so drastic that um people may not enjoy that either no i'm just i'm just asking because uh it's a very it's a very interesting uh dynamic that i kind of see uh trend in trends when it comes to podcasts how there's like different types of personalities um all right. Speaking, I guess, of podcasts and things that podcasts do, uh, we had our monthly tournament. We were able to uh, spring together enough teams uh, throughout it all. Um, and it was a fusion style tournament. Uh, and I have here uh, the co-caster to Relentless here was Aruk. And um, <laughs> both of you uh, went, uh, casted the tournament. How did it go there, Relentless? Uh, I, mean, I think overall it went pretty well i mean given the the circumstances and that kind of stuff we did really scrape together uh, at the last minute literally day of getting our sixth team and stuff in there and i think that's kind of the sweet spot of it that way we get realistically we get at least you know for a full first round we get the semifinals and we get finals so we get three full rounds of actual uh, good play and so i think that's where you know six is kind of the the line on, on what we're looking for for that just so we our brackets fill out properly that kind of stuff um but this was you know Arok's 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 first um this was his first like real time cast like he's casted like a few you know one off game type of things before and stuff and you know he even kind of talked to me before and he was like you know I don't really enjoy doing the play by play stuff but I you know like doing some of the color commentary I think I can add value to that and you know, as the tournament went on, like he was a little bit, you know, kind of stiff and stuff at first, just because he hasn't done it before. So he wasn't really sure how to insert his own personality into it and stuff. But as the tournament went on, he did a really good job. And I think, uh, I think he enjoyed it and hopefully hoping to bring him in on, on more things if provided the availability and stuff is there. But overall, I mean, the tournament was a blast. Congrats to Ryu, Rai, and Hypnotics, and they just, I mean, they came out, and we even called them the first time we saw them. We're like, man, this is going to be a tough team to beat. Yeah, no, congratulations to them. Uh, I was able to switch them over to the reigning champs, so, uh, you know, no no waiting around. Um, I was on top of it uh, for the first time in a while, I guess. Um, I'd also like to say that for all of them, all the people who voted for the Fusion Tournament and then didn't participate... Shame on you. Uh. <laughs> true, too true. We th- this was the first time we gave you guys the power, and you uh, 
you abused it. So is it, I mean, I guess it just means that we know uh, what kind of tournaments people want better than they know themselves. Um, and this is actually interesting because I think we're right now in a period where it's slowed down from the summer a little bit. So I think there's a lot of people, a lot more people playing Rocket League. But when it comes to let me set aside, you know, a weekend or a day to to play a tournament, I think there's there might be less people that are quite so, um, you know, so interested to to really set that time apart and and organize it themselves. So uh, that's something I guess we'll keep in mind. I know you were uh, saying that. Um, next tournament we'll probably do a free agent so like uh we'll do a twos tournament but uh there'll be free agents so we'll kind of mix and match ourselves um yeah all the work mm -hmm. because i think that's also part of the problem yeah i think there was two problems that kind of came up with this one uh first it was on a sunday and that really makes things a lot you know really difficult we have our our future gang aussie group uh that that's monday for them so they're working doing stuff so they can't play uh, and other people have stuff going on on Sunday. So Sunday makes things difficult to hold the tournament. And then finding your own team can make things difficult as well. What I was hoping by having the MMR cap in there, it would have forced higher level players to seek out some of those lower level players. So everyone mm. feels like they could get involved in that kind of stuff. But because of that, I think the finding of your own team adds a lot of difficulty and stuff to it. So um, at mm. least for the next one, at least for one tournament, we're going to have a free agent style tournament so that, um, you know, people don't have to worry about that. They just put their name in the hat and they're, they're going to show up with their, like, I'm going to not release the rosters or their teammates until like day of right before there's going to be no practice. It's just going to be hope for the best, that kind of stuff. So I'm going to hopefully catch some people by surprise and it should be a lot of fun. And I, I just like to say that if you are looking for a team for the tournament or you're, you're look, you're using Ooh. our, uh, looking for ranked team uh, channel. My suggestion to you is please look at the other people that have posted in that channel and direct message them. Um, because I think people will just throw it out and just wait for other people to message them, but they don't themselves look at who's already posted and see if they want to uh, team up with them. So, so just, I mean, there's a couple people that, that, you know, are even saying, you know, um, twos um, throughout the week, you know, with comms, so if you're interested in finding someone to, to play twos with in the C1 range, you go, you direct message that person and then uh, you're, you're, you're set to go. So I think, you know, just look at who's posted before and then uh, you should be able to kind of get in contact with them and hopefully set up a day uh, where you guys can, can uh, start playing and start getting to know each other. Um, speaking, I guess, of days where you can start <laughs> getting to know each other. Um, we had our game night. Uh, I think there's a couple new people. Um, JYs, as always, very fortunate. I'd like, also like to say JYs has been really uh, doing the um, the Twitch grind. So uh, shout out to JYs and his Twitch channel, um, which I I know he's working on and and has been diligently, uh, you know, getting getting better and better uh, at it and uh, finding people to watch him. So um, thank you so much for that. Uh, I know this week, so this Friday at 7 30 p.m eastern time um what we will be doing this is a special one this is an, a new game for game night we are going to be playing uh age of empires uh, the definitive edition um so age of empires 2 sorry age of empires 2 the definitive edition uh, wow. so it, if you'd like to join uh i told this is so funny because i told jy's like i rather those um the the game nights like stay like 
games that are like either Rocket League or free, like free to play, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess Rocket League is now free to play, but games that people can easily access even if they don't have. Um, but you know, and then then you know, here I am just going in and, and changing the rules myself. Uh, so uh, we will be playing Age of Empires Two: Definitive Edition. Um, so if you'd like to join us, uh, I know a lot of the Aussies play, so they'll be uh, there. I think Miffy is technically in charge, uh, but I will be helping out to organize that. Um, and so if you yeah if you're if you like age of empires you can uh, join us then um another thing i want to mention and i'll i'll throw the link down in uh the description for today is that there's a great resource win release 61 tips for new players for rocket mm-hmm. league um and i think i've always thought about this of you know how do i what do i want to show someone before they start playing and a lot of the things in this video it covers maybe 80 or 90 percent of the things i'd like to tell people about um in a succinct way so uh definitely i will link the video will be linked uh below so you can go check that out mm-hmm. uh, on top of that i know this saturday uh at 7 p.m central time or uh that's 8 p.m eastern i believe or is that 9 p.m can you tell uh, me realize, you know it's not it that's 8 p.m eastern 8 p.m. Eastern, um, yes. Woos is um, hosting his Gods of the Patch tournament, host or casted by yours, well, not yours truly. <laughs> uh, Relentless, you have to say yours truly. No, casted by Relentless, our very own host um, uh, and cast member. So, yeah, so I definitely um, recommend if, if you guys can make time to go watch this. This is going to be very, very high-level play. You're getting, I'm not kidding, borderline RLCSX caliber teams and stuff in this kind of tournament. Um it's a definitely one to go watch if you have the time to and you want to see that high level play and everything. I'll be there casting it and um, and even on this one, I'm going to actually be running the like running the back end stuff of it through was his channel, but through my system because last time we tried to do one of his tournaments uh, and he was trying to run all these different things, his rig just not quite there and ready to handle the multiple things he was trying mm-hmm. to do. So I, I always have the stream pulled up whenever I'm. Uh, on there and stuff just so i can see like what's everyone else seeing and that kind of stuff and it was i mean just the entire thing was frame skipping throughout the entire thing there was not a single smooth part of it and so in this one i was like, and that, that was so unfortunate too because was this a couple months like this was like three, two ago? three weeks ago yeah oh okay it might have been an earlier tournament i don't know if it was specifically this one um but where it felt like the same thing happened because we we remember we were cross promoting a lot of the stuff with woos mm-hmm. and i just felt so bad that we cross promoted and that was the day that like you know the, the the stream was skipping and i'm like oh no yeah because because I mean, he's he's getting all the incoming video from all the different analysts and casters and stuff that he's having on there he's got the game running he's got he's loading in and out of the system on, on top of having to do the stream stuff so mm-hmm. yeah it was just a lot for his system to handle and so i've got a little bit beefier system than he does so i said like hey man as long as i'm available i'll run it and everything like that so i'm trying to create new graphics and that kind of stuff for it so that it you know looks really clean it looks really nice so if you guys have the time at 7 p.m central 8 p.m eastern come check us out watch us on Woo's channel for the guides of the patch tournament it's gonna be and it'll also yeah and it'll also be linked uh, his channel will also be linked in the description below mm-hmm. um, uh, will you be sending out an announcement for that in the discord as well uh yes if uh if relentless reminds me on Saturday, I will I'll probably post a link at, at, at the very least in the promote your stuff or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll probably do it at everyone. I, this is my new, this is my new thing. If you're part of our discord, 
I am I am doing my best to limit the uh, everyone's to once a day. Um, unfortunately, with the scramble that was organizing the tournament, there was a there's maybe two, <laughs> you know, two on the same day. Uh, I rather not do that, but that is the nature of it. Uh, I try to I try to keep the at everyone pins to a maximum of one a day. Um, so um, I'll I'll continue trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. Uh, I mean, let's move on right on over to the our week in Rock League Relentless. Do you want to start us off? Uh, sure, yeah. So my week in Rocket League, starting off Cutie Pies, we fall to two and two. Uh, it was We were going against the number one seed in our bracket and stuff, so we're not surprised. We took them to a game five, and it was literally like it was down to the wire. We were one one goal away from taking it in game five and stuff. We just could not quite get there. Uh, but we have this week coming up, and I think we're going to be playing, it looks like Friday night uh, So at... Well, it's Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. So um, I know it's a lot of times for people to have to remember now all the different things that we're telling them to go watch, but I'll probably be streaming that. But we're going to be playing Friday night, hopefully to move to three and two, because if we can if we can do well in these next two weeks, there's a there's a solid chance that we um, we sneak our way into the playoffs and and then hopefully can cause some damage there. Because if we if we were able to be as competitive as we were against that number one seed, if we can kind of continue that, then I think we can do some good stuff in the playoffs if we can make it. Um, the threes grind. So my threes grind this month uh, or this month, this week uh, is pretty, um, pretty interesting. So I've been kind of bouncing around between like low champ two, sometimes high champ one to high champ two. I've been bouncing around there in this entire rank season so far as the ranks kind of settle themselves out a bit. But I was playing the other night and just got on a, a grind of it. And we were just just playing really fast, not thinking and trying to demo everybody in my path. Like it was like, hey, you're kind of in my way. I'm going to try and demo you. And it worked out really, really well. We were just just out there. And like I said, just playing extremely fast, not really thinking about what we're doing too much. And with all the demos and stuff, it opened up a lot of things and um, at least for that play session, play session, it worked really well. I ended up like 80 MMR or something like that over what I was um, when I started the session. So it was like I won out, I won something like 10 out of 12 games or whatever it was. It was just a really good play session for it. Um, nice. But Can I because, ask what MMR? Um, I went from like 1320 MMR to 1400. That's exactly what I, what I would have expected there. So that makes sense. I'll explain why later. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so I was doing that and everything like that. But as I was playing, I'm kind of like, and I've been playing a lot more twos and stuff this season um, as well. And so with all of that, kind of with me trying to make the next jump in my play style and all that, I'm trying to figure out what, what can I do to like start seeing marketable improvement and everything like that. Not just in like my mechanics or anything like that, but overall, like my decision making within the game. And I think that's led me to the conclusion that I'm actually going to have to start playing ones, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I was thinking about it yesterday as I was playing and I was like, oh man, I think I'm going to have to do it. I think I'm going to have to take the dive and start actually playing ones. And I'm not looking forward to it because it's going to it's gonna expose the fact that my kickoffs are terrible, my challenges are terrible, my dribbling is terrible, my aerials are terrible. And yeah, so it's going to expose a lot of those things where it's like, I can't just position myself well and hope for the best. I have to actually do things well. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at in my world right now is I'm going to have to take the plunge and play ones and I'm not looking forward to it. I'm so proud. I think 
<laughs> I think we've spoken this for a while, but I, I, I think if you if you want to really get the little things perfect, um, ones is the way to do it. Um, I think uh, you are punished very heavily in ones for making a, missing the ball, for instance, right? You're punished um, just by three... queuing up for ones. That's the punishment. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I do feel though, like sometimes I, if uh, if I'm feeling like threes isn't going well. Then I'll uh, they'll switch over to ones, and then it's it's the funniest ones because it's not very good ones, right? <laughs> but it's like me just angry, you know. So I'm just like speeding around. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna beat you despite the fact I'm playing really badly, like really poor style ones right now. Um, and then I usually lose anyway. But that is <laughs> that is the way it goes. Uh, Wab is. Um, uh, I know. I know you mentioned earlier something about the MMR thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that the? Is that pertain to your week in Rocket League? Uh, it doesn't. It actually pertains to a couple weeks back, um, where I generally find that in the it's probably C one to C two, we talked about this um, a couple podcasts ago, where it's a very slow. Like everybody's now considering themselves fairly okay at the game, and they're like, "Damn." I'm pretty good uh but they always want to do ones things and it's like okay i'm just gonna sit here grab the ball take it slow and then let i don't know do something um or it's like very ping pongy where you just kind of hit it back and forth and nothing really happens and that that area that mmr range i've found in my journeys to be the uh the area where demos are the most effective because nobody expects them really because everyone just plays incredibly passive and nobody knows how to position around them. Uh, so like to make up for your teammate. Because they want to play so slow, it makes yeah. it easier. So it just works so well at just demolishing the entire meta that like accidentally exists in that uh, in that area, at least in NA. And it, I don't know. I just found that so funny that you did the exact same thing that I did, but like, what, a month later <laughs> to get out of this, <laughs> the exact same rank? <laughs> Where you just start playing stupid, be on the other other or the opponent's side of the field the entire game, hitting that, them and then maybe redirecting. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing. Where I don't know about you, but ever since the new rank season, I felt a lot more comfortable leaving teammates, like staying in the opposing zone sometimes. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because I at least trust my teammates enough to hit the ball. Um, even if they don't hit it well, as long as they clear it, then it's good. So like, I'll just like the amount of times I found myself in front of the ball, but it not be a bad thing is surprising me. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, maybe it's like a mental thing where you go, well, I'm poorly positioned. So I can just, you know, if we lose a game, I can just chalk it up to being poorly positioned. Right. But if you're doing like proper rotations and you lose the game, then it really gets to you. So <laughs> uh, maybe that's part of it. You know, it's all just a mental trick. Wait, where are you right now in terms of rank? I need to know. Are you still? Uh, I am D- Diamond Three, uh, Div Two. So I okay. am. I have. I've not had C one yet, but uh, I, I won a whole bunch of games today. So um, okay. I am on the up and up. This makes sense. You gotta start breaking out of that natural rotation of like, oh, I go, I hit ball, I go back. In in C one, it still kind of works, but you need to start breaking out to actually move up. Um, mm-hmm. and being willing to stay forward or go for bumps or uh, be aggressive and be like, okay, I need to you know, do something that's not a standard rotation, but it's still a mm. good rotation. Um, so that's... I'll, I'll, say, mm-hmm. I'll say this much. I feel like my games currently 
um like my it's so interesting that now that i'm playing less per se Mm -hmm. i just kind of like jump into ranked a lot faster Mm -hmm. but like i i'm like almost not paying attention to my games anymore and i play better um and i think this is a double-edged sword sometimes um because that can also happen and you just make really silly mistakes but for whatever reason i'm in the zone right now where i can just literally play well enough and and win some games and um i don't know i feel like i feel like that's uh that's definitely what we tend to go through we go through like waves of playing better and worse Mm -hmm. um but now that i'm playing less i find that my like i said last week like my performance is doing overall better um that's my theory but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with it. Nice. Um, all right, let's let's get into this. Uh, this is a big question, I think, especially for new players, um, players that that have uh, you know, everyone's trying to always find an edge and and, and um, something they can do better, right? I think that's a big part of the game. Uh, I I was uh, ta- talking to uh, the man who shall not be named. Um, <laughs> Because I give him, I give him too much. Mm, you know, his name rhymes with spectacular. Yeah, so yeah, I figured it out. I give him, I give Why him. Why did you have uh, to use him... that as the as the rhyming thing? It could have been like a lot of different things. Why spectacular though? You're gonna blow his head up from this one. Like, come on. No, no. I like to, I like to. You know, I was really trying to confuse. You know, make sure our viewers didn't know what it was because the the word that I used was so opposite of what he is that that they would mm-hmm. uh, they would never guess it. See, I understand. Um, this is, this is why I'm in the zero or the, the true core of this podcast. Nah, there's no the way you understood that. <laughs> no it just went along I with my it. bit. All right. I, I made it. it up right now. <laughs> so you're saying, wait, you, you thought of that before I thought of it. Is that what you're saying? No, the moment you said spectacular, I was like, yep, that makes sense. It's the opposite of uh, what he is. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're just naturally, we devise ways to make any positive mention of um, the, the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be to be reversed or yes. some way how we can play it down. Um, yeah. So so we we're talking and and like I think I think it's good to to um, streamline to to really have a focus when you are training. Um, I think that is important. Um, I think the tough thing is is that a lot of people are in different points with with different mechanics with different skills, and so finding the skill that you have to work on next is really important. Uh, some skills help a lot faster than others. Uh, I know, especially as you're starting off, there's certain skills that can uh, really aid you more aid aid you more than others. Um, but also, uh, you know, the one thing I said, you know, because because he keeps saying that like. You know, we, we sometimes we you know there's a lot of stuff that that gets brought up over and over again, and, and I think that is true. Um, and and I made the joke, and I think there is some truth to it. It's, it. You know, as much as I can give you every tip and trick, and you know, this Waden video has a nice little thing, and I'm sure we'll talk about some of it. Um, at some point, I can't replace you know 10,000 hours of practice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, like at some point, um, the time you put in will be the relative effect of how much better you get it back at the game. Uh, when, when you look at my rank right now, like I have not moved up per se. And I know the new rank season definitely throws a wrench in that, but I've not really moved up in what half a year. Right. But, you know, I also didn't know how to do a flip reset half a year ago, you know, and there's a whole bunch of other things that I think I'm significantly better at now than I was half a year ago. So even though my rank may not correlate with that, I think I have gotten better at the game. Mm-hmm. um so that's just i guess something to keep in mind is that at some point the time put in uh and as you get up higher the everyone else is practicing more and more the higher up you are so that's why 
uh, the uh, the stairs get steeper or the mountain gets um, harder to climb. Harder to climb. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of pretty good, actually. Uh, I just wanted to say one thing before we really get into this on the Waiting mm-hmm. uh, Pinkton video. Um, he goes over. Oh God, can I find it? I can't find it. I have it up already. He goes over. Um, mechanics and terms in the later half of it i think the last last section and there's a couple mm-hmm. things that are extremely useful for uh newer players like you know fast aerials a little bit of ball control and dribbling um things like that but then he really quickly gets into higher level mechanics i think he goes almost instantly into like an air dribble and a ceiling shot and uh wait in the weighted like video yeah he, he doesn't goes- mention that to the very end of the video though yeah uh, but that's in the mechanics and terms section um well it's terms more than it is Yes. So what I wanted to say for that is if you're uh, planning on learning something, pretty much ignore that entire section. Um, If you're planning on watching Rocket League or talking about it with uh, higher level players or things like that, that's where it'll be useful until you have like 300 to 700. (laughs) I'll say this much to that. I think you should watch that section, even if you're new, just Mm -hmm. uh, just so you know what each of those things are. Yes. Right. Uh, and maybe maybe make down a list of the things you're gonna learn over time so you know have have even if it's like a stick you know have like at some point in two years <laughs> <laughs> i should probably have most of the list done or or, or have practiced it at least a little bit mm-hmm. um i think i think is the best way to use that but if no i would not say you know go learn air dribbles uh when you're in gold yes uh, i definitely would not say that um but let's let's actually get into that because uh i don't know if which one of you proposed this but i do like this idea um so we've been told to choose one uh mechanic that we should work on only one uh and what rank should we work on it and how would we learn it so those are kind of like the the three the uh i mean i guess i guess it's one topic and and two two ways to go about it um who would like to start why well, well, you can go on this one first Perfect. Okay. I'm going to start with ground dribbles. Um, I do think that this is probably going to be, oh man, you should be starting this, I think in silver. And I don't mean a dribble, like, you know, having it perfectly on your car where you can do a flick and everything, um, or even like a bounce dribble or anything like that. I, I just mean a dribble as ball control on the ground. You touch the ball and are able to touch it again really quickly. It stays close to you and all that. Um, in bronze, you're just learning how to move your car, do all that. Um, but in silver, you start bringing the ball into your, uh, like, you know, field of view and you really start learning how to like understand your car and then the ball with it. And that's why I say ground dribble should probably be learned in silver ish. That, yeah, and this first. is specifically ground dribble, like not yes. on your car. So yeah. it's, it's this using the side of your car to control the ball yeah. and letting it bounce in between. Yeah. Um, do you how here to, to add the question how how would you learn it and get better at it mm-hmm. that's exactly what i was about to get into uh free play your best friend ever um <laughs> just get a normal start uh drive up to the ball don't even hit it really hard just kind of like lightly tap it um and then try and just move forward left and right snake around it i don't know do anything like that uh maybe hit it lightly forward and then drive along the side of it and then turn into it so that you can do something uh, fancy there and get a pretty powerful shot. Um, anything like that, maybe figuring out how to get a little, little bit of a pop, uh, which is 
you know, if you're driving next to the ball, you cut, uh, cut around it really quickly, go in front of the ball, uh, and then stop, maybe drive towards the ball. It'll pop up in a way that you can hit it again. Uh, you know, just some small stuff like that to learn how your car can control the ball on the ground. Mm. And then, you know, that's also a, uh, like ground dribbles are a mechanic that will increase with your ability, um, in terms of complexity and in terms of usefulness. So, you know, gold, you might start to be like, okay, now I can start working on hook shots and maybe learning how to catch the ball or, um, trying to do a bounce dribble or something in platinum. You can really perfect your bounce dribble and learn how to get it on your car in diamond. You can really start figuring out flicks and, uh, maybe popping it up for like a quick air dribble. And by air dribble, I mean one touch, um, in champ, you start getting into, okay, I'm controlling my flicks. I'm able to snake around people with really good control of the ball on my car. Um, in Grand Champ, you start to learn how to transition from a uh, normal dribble all the way up to like a really good air dribble with a powerful flick or anything else in where you want it to be. Um, so it, it's something that as you move, like progress, it does make you better and it will be useful. That's why I recommend ground dribbles and probably starting around silver. We thank you for your TED talk. Um, <laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think there, there's a lot of merit. I will say it's almost like, um, it reminds me of, I guess, like puck handling and, and hockey. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you're not able to kind of go from side to side and keep the ball in your control, then that's, that's probably a, a good thing to practice alongside, uh, this, um, mm-hmm. once you know, you can go from the left side of the ball to the right side of the ball and keep it in between you and kind of pass it to yourself, like in, in like very small, 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 small passes, uh, then, then you're probably pretty comfortable with the car. Yep. Uh, Relentless, do you have a mechanic? Um, okay, so I think, I think if I was gonna pick one from the list I put out here, I'm gonna go with um, air rolls. So air rolls is going to be a, a brief, quick explanation. Um, you have different ways in which you can control your car. If you're not holding air roll or have your air roll bound to any specific button, you can move along a certain plane just by using your thumbstick to rotate your car in the air. And by adding an air roll button, whether you bind specific manual air roll or if you bind air roll right or air roll left, which will automatically turn you one way or the other, um, it adds an ability to now rotate your car across a different plane. And so what this is going to allow you to do is attack the ball from a different angle or maintain car control while you're in the air a little bit more effectively. So what rank should I start focusing on air roll? I would say realistically, if you're going to start trying to incorporate air roll, and this is going to be as you're coming off of a wall, as you're um, going up for an aerial on the ball, you should really, if you're looking at, probably high gold to low plat uh, before you start. I mean, you can probably do it here and there. Like I said, coming off the wall and stuff like the introductory part of it, you can probably start doing in like the beginnings of gold or high silver. And again, that's you're jumping off the wall to go to go after the ball or stuff like that. And you just kind of turn your car so that you can get a slightly better shot on the ball. Um, But as you start moving up, I think, I would say, like I said, high gold to low plat is when you start seeing it incorporated more frequently uh, while you're in the air making a different adjustment so you can get a better touch on the ball or, um, or like I said, coming off the wall and, and making further adjustments and that kind of thing. Um, 
how to learn it, how to get better at it. I would say with air rolls, how I learned air rolls. Um, first, I kind of tried to just like, how do I fly upside down? Because I, I mean, air rolls aren't going to do you a lot of good. It doesn't do you a lot of good to rotate your car upside down if you can't control your car while it's upside down. So how I learned air rolls, I think a lot of people kind of do it the very basic way is um, you're just in free play and you're flying from one goal to the other upside down. Like that's kind of the most basic way to start it. And you're just, your whole entire target is like, okay, I just want to be able to get to the, the other goal while in the air. And then eventually it's okay. I want to, you know, aim my car at the crossbar of the goal while I'm in the air. And, and then it's um, while I'm in the air and I'm getting, I'm upside down. I'm doing a few more twists with my car on the way there. And then uh, eventually I think what I like to use is the Kevpert air car control uh, training. It's just a very simple one that the ball is just literally, it, it's stationary floating above the goal. Um, and so the, you really don't have to do anything other than fly your car up to it and hit it. And then, so you're practicing those same exact things that you did with your car. And um, again, you're doing upside down, you're doing all kinds of twists and stuff with your air roll on the way there. And then you're trying to hit that. Um, and then you just, again, trying to get more consistent, more power, that kind of stuff with your touches on it. And then um, that's, that's a good, like, again, target practice type of thing, but to get general better car control while you're in the air doing air rolls. I think even Musty came out with a video where he was talking about different tips and that kind of stuff. And he sends people into the pillars map within free play. And your goal is to like do figure eights around the pillars with unlimited boost. But like, as you're going around these pillars, the camera angle and stuff is changing. So you kind of have to air roll and adjust your car so you can maintain control. So I think that those are the different ways in which I was using it and getting better at it. Um, yeah. So that's what I got for air rolls. Nice. No, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, okay. I'll, I'll ask this to the both of you. Should I be choosing a mechanic? I specifically myself want to work on or that I recommend the listeners work on if they're trying to get better. Let's Ooh. do you. I want to hear about you. Yeah. Tell, me. Tell me more about Lazero. Um, okay. So before I go into me, uh, I will say if I were to choose one of these, if you're beginning the game and if I had to choose out of all these, right. That, that I already I'm know what you're going to say. Me, and I love it. It's the fast aerial. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If you are, if you are, if you have one thing, if you want to get from out of bronze or silver, uh, learn how to fast aerial mm-hmm. um, because it's like, you don't even have to know how to aim it. If you can hit the ball 80 or 90% of the time with a fast aerial at those ranks, you'll be uncontested. Meaning mm-hmm. eventually through the law of uh, probability, you'll get the ball towards their net. <laughs> Uh, so as long as you're playing defense against yourself, uh, you should be able to use it effectively. Uh, <laughs> Throwback to the OG listeners to Lazero shooting out like a cannon <laughs> or oh shooting goodness. out. A, what, you know, what's so funny mm-hmm. before you even mentioned that I was already thinking of that conversation. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, we talked about fast aerials, I think for uh, what? Three weeks. In you know, what's probably? crazy what you know what's crazy i still catch people in like diamond three with fast aerials sometimes <laughs> like the, like they they jump before me but they're not confident they're gonna hit the ball and then i fast aerial and beat them to it and i'm like yep I, yep i do it you can do it all the way up to gc man you yep. still catch people like for whatever reason they just don't they have no i mean they, either they feel comfortable that like you're not gonna get there mm. or they're like you said not confident and you'll you'll just catch them off guard yeah, and, and another thing is double jumps. 
sorry, just defensively. Oh my goodness, yes. Mm-hmm. Under, understand you can hit the a you hold down the a button Here, here's another tip for for beginners if you hold down the a button you jump higher um so you literally hitting the double jump button to make saves instead of the one jump or the jump and uh, flip into the ball uh will probably will probably save a lot of things that you otherwise didn't think you could save all right mm-hmm. let me choose something for myself um do it uh I mean, I okay. So I'm kind of at a point right now where I'm pretty comfortable. Wall shots are actually something I've been practicing a little more. Nice. Um, I I am pretty comfortable with them. Like I, I won't say I'm like the greatest, but it's not something I think I need to specifically work on right now. Wait, um, because on wall you have shots, a lot of opportunity. Can I say mm-hmm. some? Can I ask you guys a question? Okay. Do you guys find it easier to get a double tap off the wall than it is to just? put it on net off the wall yes okay yes. okay good but i think because of that a, a shot upside down from the wall can be really effective because you can get a lot of power okay people don't okay. expect that angle i agree with that i'll agree just want to put that um, out there. <laughs> maybe not easier but i think i think what ends up happening is just naturally because you kind of position yourself off the wall to hit the ball you you are already in the flight path naturally so that's why the double tap seems doable um <laughs> Air dribbles. I mean, listen. I I practice way too much air dribbles, so I can't say I should practice them more. Uh, it's like it's literally my like what's the word? Bread and butter. Um, the go to. It's it's my like relaxing practice. You know, <laughs> it's my in between <laughs> Thera- games. Therapeutic get, practice. Therapeutic practice. Yeah, flip resets. I've gotten a lot more comfortable with. Uh, I've been I've been using them a lot more. Um, I'm. I I think my biggest problem with flip resets is. Um, they're, they're like even if you practice them a million times, you'll only have like maybe twice a game where you can actually use them. Um, if and a lot that. of mm-hmm. even if even that, and then you have to execute it perfectly. Yep. Uh, and so like a lot of those times, the truth is that an air dribble is a lot easier to get to. So like, you know, th- there are just times where I'm like, okay, well, I'm just gonna air dribble this towards the net, hope for the best, right? Um, then then try to go for the that flip reset because I think if you are not comfortable or you're not, if you're not perfect with the flip reset, then it, it's almost like a wasted move because you've created a situation where you can't 50, mm-hmm. you know, right. You know, it's uh, you know, it's funny about that is even though, like you're saying, you, you don't really get a lot of time to actually implement it in game and that kind of stuff. But I noticed even for myself at this point, flip resets have become at least like visually common enough. You've seen enough clips of people doing mm. flip resets that when you're on defense, does not matter the <laughs> lobby you're in. You're like, oh, he's gonna get a flip reset. Crap, I can't jump to this. Like he's gonna make me look <laughs> foolish. And uh but even though like you said, like you're realistically either not gonna be able to do it because you have to execute it perfectly, or you just don't get enough opportunities to practice it in game. So it's just one of those things that I think is always so funny that even if I'm in a you know a diamond lobby or something like that, or a casual, I'm like, oh crap, I'm about to get flip reset on. Even though the people there have no ability to flip reset, even but it's just it's just this strange. I've seen it enough that I'm always worried that I'm going to get clipped on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, 100. So yeah, like I said, I I don't think. I mean, I'm still going to practice that, but I don't think it's my biggest focus. I actually think double touches are right now um, the biggest thing that I can work on, and uh, there's a great. There's a couple of great uh, trading packs. I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't know what I'm currently work using. Uh, I think Elias sent me a great uh, training pack for it. Um, so I, I think, really hope it's the Devo double. Uh, do, yeah, it is, Devo I think pack. it's the Devo double tap. Oh, yeah. Devo pack is so good. 
where you set yourself up for it. But it's it's just amazing. I, I think I think in general, it's up to a certain rank. It's essentially a freebie goal if you can hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more about reading the ball's path than it is about very mechanical things. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you have a certain amount of air control, you're able to execute it. So I think, I think double taps are definitely uh, something that way back. Like this was a long time ago when I, I think the the two of us were talking about how, um, if you could get a double tap and be consistent at double taps, you just pretty much automatically get into like high champ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I still I think, think that's, that's true. <laughs> I still think it is. I, I think the truth is the, 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 People don't let you, the higher up you go, people just don't let you hit the backboard though. Yeah. Like they'll challenge you on the backboard and that's the big difference. But up to a certain rank, like if there's no challenge on the backboard, it's just uh, kind of you free. usually have free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess that's the big thing I can work on. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm at that place where I'm running out of mechanics that I feel are, I mean, I've said this a million times, but like I'm running out of mechanics that are completely new for me to learn that are, that can be useful. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. Like there's like, don't, don't get me wrong. There, I could get way better at a lot of mechanics. Right. Um, but unlike the beginning of my journey and, and many of you surprisingly have went back and are listening to all those earlier episodes, <laughs> uh, which is amusing to no end. Um, many of you probably will discover that there I was like, Oh no, there's like this new thing I learned. And this immediately boosted right up everything that I have in my toolbox. And it's like, I think the amount of of things that I could learn that would be so immediately impactful has just diminished as you're as I'm kind of in that I don't know like I'm in that point where it's just like no you just have to improve all of these from like a sixty percent to like a hundred percent as opposed to implement a new sixty percent mechanic right mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that's how I kind of think of it yeah is that the reason before it's like okay I learned this mechanic in one week and I'm sixty percent I've implemented it to sixty percent efficiency. And I've just run out of that that possible things I could use in that toolbox, right? Like even even the greater freestylers, like at some point you're like, but you could just hit the ball faster there, you know, <laughs> or, or more precisely, you know, <laughs> instead of going for your your triple flip reset double tap. Um, that's probably going to get blocked at the higher levels anyway. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, I guess the point is that. Um, that for me, double taps is currently a thing I, that I that I can work on, and I, just using that Devo pack is perfect. Um, and also using GC plus extras is a great uh, is a great it's a great one because it has a variety of different things that you should be able to do as you approach GC. So if you're also kind of in my boat where you're thinking of okay, like what other new things do I have to start learning? Uh, it kind of sets you up for a bunch of shots where it's like oh. I didn't know I have to be able to do this quite consistently. So, so, uh, that's a good, uh, training pack for me. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. It's time for the main event of the evening. Unless mm-hmm. relentless is anything to respond to what I said. Uh, no, I'm good. No. Perfect. Okay. Uh, although I can't like your, your winning ranks below me and I cannot flip reset. I've never hit one remotely <laughs> on purpose. Um, I've never, it's never been something I've gone for. It's been something like, oh, I went to aerial. Oh crap. I missed my aerial, but somehow the ball hit the bottom of my car. I got a flip out of it. Let me try and hit it. Oh no, I'm just flipping and flopping in the air. That's it. No, I, I can. <laughs> that's, that's my flip resets. 
No, I can confidently say that I think mechanically I'm ahead of the rank I'm at. I, there's clearly something that I'm missing from my um, overall. You're not yeah, smooth brain enough. Smooth brain enough or, 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 or just rotationally or there's some, you know, or maybe I just have to play with other players. You just got to play faster and demo. Um, That's it. And demo. All, yeah. Those are the only answers. But it is funny. Cause I do feel pretty comfortable with like, okay, no, I'm at a point where, where like, None of the players in my rank are even trying to do half the stuff that I'm doing. So, <laughs> um, you know, I guess I guess it's, I mean, to, to my detriment sometimes. Obviously, like I said, you can just hit the ball hot, harder. Do you get called a Smurf a lot? Do I get called a Smurf a yeah, lot from trying um, to do all your fancy things? Uh, no, because I think Diamond Three is a level high enough right now that if someone was like GC that just hasn't played their placements, it'd be or like C3 last season, it'd be relatively normal for them to be there before they won their placements. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people just think I'm a player who hasn't played a while and is playing again. Um, I actually, I don't think people will notice it. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like the games are five minutes and I do one flip reset and it's like, oh, we saved it. I guess it doesn't really matter, you know? You're not supposed to talk yourself out of hyping yourself up. It's supposed to be like, yeah, I get called a Smurf like every game. I don't know why I'm still here. <laughs> you went from like, I'm I'm mechanically above where I need to be. Like, I definitely feel like I'm mechanically above the lobbies I'm in to, I don't know, people kind of do things around me. And so it just is what it is. Like, no, <laughs> no, no. no. I, what I'm trying hype. to say is that Diamond in the rank I'm at, they just don't notice people that are better than them because they're so oblivious to their surroundings there uh, you go <laughs> they don't know how to read the game well enough to to know yeah, my greatness they just um, don't know how good you are because they're not watching that's it. not watch they were, yeah they're they were too busy, busy worrying about looking at boost <laughs> they're too busy whiffing the ball you know yeah, so, yeah, yeah oh my goodness i had a situation this week where someone gave up with 15 seconds left when we were down one. Oh, my and i'm goodness. like it's just like, okay, if we're down two, maybe. Down three, 100%. But down one with 15 seconds left? Have you not heard of kickoff goals? Like My uh, biggest pet peeve is people that give up. I don't know, I hate there's it. There's so many people that give up now. Yep. Just stop giving I, up. Play the game. It's still active. You can win. Yeah. You can always win. <laughs> but I mean, the good thing is, you, you know, you score that one goal when there's uh, four minutes left and someone rage quits and then you've won a game in one minute. <laughs> So I guess I guess it works both ways. Okay, uh, main event of the evening. Uh, we're going to talk about transfer season. Um, it's the, the off season part. in the uh, <laughs> in Rocket League. Yeah. yeah, it's the transfer season where everything changes, um, and there's a lot of fun stuff that goes along with it. Uh, where do we even start? Um, I, you guys listed this whole thing, but I kind of feel did. like I just want to go from last week. And no, that I is from last week. No, I, I no, went no. <laughs> so I, I went through the Liquipedia at the beginning, which is part of oh, why okay. I was so quiet. And all right, so which one? Which one do I start with? The bottom or the top here? Start at the bottom, and then okay. I don't know if we mentioned the second one. Okay. Also, this one. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say this one because this one wasn't actually in uh, in terms of uh, chronologically. But I want to say okay. it anyway. Um, Sheriff Gengar and Brendan created their own team. And you might be thinking, who are these players? Because you probably don't know who these players are. Um, I said it because Gengar is uh, a ones player who's kind of been like he showed up in in the salt mines and stuff in NA and just kind of popped off and done some crazy things. And 
he just plays so different from everybody else. And Johnny Boy was mm. literally laughing about it, being like, how is Gengar the, the number one seed in this? Th-? He, he either like beats the best player 7-0 or just doesn't come come to play. And he's great. He's an amazing person to watch. So nice. that'll be a fun team. <laughs> Lots of turmoil. Awesome. Yep. Uh, another thing is Seabass uh, has joined 72PC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we actually did mention that. I thought we did, week. but I wasn't sure. So I, yeah. Anyway, so 72PC, that's a notable name for 72PC to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing big things. So uh, shout out to them. Uh, Stokely to Nefarious. Whose else is on Nefarious? Uh, if you're giving uh, me this details. Oh, I don't remember who else is on Nefarious, but Stokely was on, why can't I remember their name? Uh, Stromboli stromboli yes. yes okay yes the uh you know the list of uh you know amusing rocket league names continues on mm-hmm. uh sosa to pk uh so i guess pk you know i don't even recognize pk anymore that's kind of what i'm seeing here yep not wrong <laughs> oh jay wismont's on uh nefarious and so was adam but i don't know if you guys know jay wismont yes okay jay wismont is uh is a name i do recognize so that's yes. pretty cool <laughs> um yeah listen if you are an uh an ex um uh, karma and the boys uh <laughs> member then uh then i i recognize you okay wait speaking uh, of uh, karma and the boys that i didn't mention in that list uh alraz <laughs> has gone from stromboli to charlotte phoenix so he's taking uh the place he's of somebody the, who will the, mention <laughs> he's the next part of the boys um, yes okay <laughs> uh so plot was disbanded do you know what's behind this i didn't actually look into it but plot twist just doesn't exist anymore um they don't have they were an org though right i thought i thought there's just a bunch of players that were together i don't actually know they might have been a i thought they were an org that might not be they might not be it might not be um regardless Hmm. um i always thought it was an org (laughs) yeah for sure uh there, there's a couple teams like that where they were well enough established within the scene that they have a name but they're mm-hmm. not an org yeah like 72 yeah. pc for instance right like exactly. they're, they're still looking for sponsors and the like so if you uh have a lot of money um <laughs> wonder went to Cri- crimson wings mm-hmm. wonder was playing on where which was, team was wonder on 72 pc oh interesting interesting libertas disband i think a lot of teams are disbanding the split if they didn't do as well as they hoped so libertas disbanded although they were doing pretty well right i don't think they made it to next season did they or next split did mm, they not that that's my guess it. for a lot of these uh disbanding ones um that they didn't make it to the next split so they were like eh, let's just end it <laughs> yeah yeah and then i mean yeah we'll get to the the um the story of of the, which i'd like to go into more depth in a second uh magnifico de queso queso um queso they i'm guessing it's queso uh yeah it's just the team of magnifico is no longer magnifico they're under a new team uh name of team queso okay so, cool. i don't know what's happening to like the magnifico name uh but they no longer have or was that might have been a team that was that's no longer here let me uh no i don't think that team queso had interesting they just switched names cool uh <laughs> yeah either that or organizations or whatever else i possibly organize okay yeah Asilion off fade away okay Ocelon? so fade away Ocelon. <laughs> what's wrong with Asilion, dude it, it's Ocelon. <laughs> i mean what's it's, wrong with me saying it the way um listen i'm the art- ar- artosis of this scene okay i get to say the names however i wish and i'm gonna correct you every single time you know this this is our relationship so idra um anyway. <laughs> um wow that yeah. was a reference that probably nobody here got 
Listen, if you got that reference, uh, I'm going to see you Friday night at the AOE <laughs> Definitive Edition. That is true. That uh, is true. Games night. Um, all right. Uh, roll this to coach manage. Still Sonics. That kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Roll this has been in the scene for a while now, right? I believe so, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cux, Flakes, and Rezzy. With the ease of the sub, created their own team. I don't... So who was who's the third player on Rezzy that team? Was is... that Ronick? Oh, wait, that was on this team? There wasn't a yeah, team. Yeah, Cux is former team. Uh, Flakes wasn't on that team. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, this is this a is completely new team. team. Yeah, I like this team. This is this is a team with a lot of veteran talent that has a lot of experience. It's going to be interesting. Kinda... It's going to be very interesting. I um, think they're going to smoke out a lot of these teams that are kind of on the brink, right, mm-hmm. of qualifying for regular events and stuff. Uh, but they're probably going to have a tough time with well-established or up and coming teams that are that are really pushing the boundary. Probably they're gonna they're gonna be gatekeepers. I feel um, I unless unless they can prove prove otherwise. Uh, Itachi two giants. This I'm is a so big one. So for that, <laughs> it's. I mean, it, it, giants is already a really good team. So I'm uh, interesting that talks. I believe got replaced yes. by Itachi. Um, yeah, I'm very um, excited to see how that goes because I've always like in the past couple of weeks I've been talking about giants as like a definitely a team to be looking at because they have you, you, taken off. what you want to say is you've just been talking to ty swiggles is really what you exactly doing. i listened to our <laughs> esports manager the pro- <laughs> he's our esports analyst which we yep. we need to get on the show uh <laughs> at some point um <laughs> i listen to him and i accept his views because he knows the most out of everybody in the world so God he is correct <laughs> he is actually the premier uh, analyst in all of rocket league esports and yes. we've kept him we keep him uh hidden uh all right um yeah i'm just really excited do you have anything more to add but no itachi was formerly on uh i think it's a dead team but i don't remember itachi came in to replace scrub killer on right was it scrub killer or was that was it barca that was arju um was it barca i think barca might be dead I think he was on Barca. Yes, yes, it was on Barca. On okay. X Barca, which yes. we'll get into in a second. Yes. <laughs> um, let's continue on. Uh, Dapper uh, is off Charlotte mm-hmm. uh, and now is a KCP sub, which is, I think, a perfect role for Dapper. Um, I don't know if that's a call out or if that's a genuine like. This is a good place for him. <laughs> if if Rocket League actually, actually existed in a space where subs were normalized, mm-hmm having a player like Dapper, having these strong ones players that can fit into your team anywhere at random times and really change the dynamic would be, I think it would be very effective. Okay. So it's, it's not a call. I just think Dapper is a very good ones player. So mm-hmm. if you're like, you know, it's better than, you know, content creator, Jesse, um, <laughs> uh, fair, very fair. Uh, where it's like half these subs are jokes, right? While this mm-hmm. is like, a no, if Dapper sub. goes in, you can really change the series around. Okay. I like that. Um, I like that. So it's a nice thing. And then <laughs> Tox goes over to Solary. Um, I think that puts Tox in a slightly worse position than he was last season. But mm-hmm. if you were to leave a team and be in a position to still contend, I think Solary would be a very good place to go. Yeah, I think Solary might be uh, like on the come up with Tox joining them. I could see things being being good now. Okay, I just like to say, why is Forky, Mile, and Luke on this list? Because of things Forky, that I care Forky, about. Mile, and Luke. One Mile is a great. Uh, he was I'm the G two sub. I'm just, I'm just. I watch He's, Forky from time to time. That's why. Oh, just, fair. Oh yeah, Forky's yeah. A, a YouTuber. I was thinking about Mile. I love Mile. He's great. 
nice nice <laughs> no uh all the best to slip and ice uh what is it ice cubes yes perfect uh magnus replaces apparently jack on rick's gg so that's polar dead monster magnus and then don't right. got clean as a sub and and this kind of like was actually one of the interesting mm-hmm. things because like what's really strange to me is when you have a team that does have a sub there and then they get rid of one of their players and then that sub just stays a sub and they replace one of the starters so the sub was just like really really an afterthought not somebody that could really step in and and be part of the starting roster it was just like nope this is definitely somebody forever in emergency but we do not want to play them interesting <laughs> that's so sad but like that's I mean, the way like, i view it when apparently yeah. jack goes away mm-hmm. and magnus comes in but clean was there as a sub this entire time and he's played in a handful for him they were really like no clean is not the answer for us we got to go get somebody <laughs> else nice nice uh yeah no that's that's a, that's a really good point um we're gonna continue on uh with our coverage Actually, I w- no, I did want to say um, it kind of feels like if you're going to have a sub, just get like some young kid that hasn't played in RLCS. So at least they're getting something out of it. That's, I don't that's think that's opinion. possible. Anybody that's a young kid that's like good enough to almost play in RLCS is no, probably no, getting I th- on a team. <laughs> yeah, but they're probably like, you know what I mean? Like get a player that's a team that's not qualifying regularly, but is is young enough that you can kind of, you know, oh, help, I see what you're help saying. train them. Like they're 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 a very talented player, but they're like on this team that's just not making it in. Um, I can see that. That yeah. could be good. Yeah. No. So it'd be good, but it'd also be like they might not get as much training time. So then you're all mm-hmm. dealing with that. Anyway, uh, apparently Jack to dig, uh, and this is in place of Yukio. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, let's be honest. Dignitas was at a at, was was almost. Before before um, Astro left, they're almost at a point where you're like, "This is it. This is a team that can really contend, right?" Like they're almost there. Um, and then and then you know, here we are, half a year later, uh, and without Astral, it just feels like the team was not gluing as well as they hoped. Um, and so apparently, Jack, I think, is a good addition. Um, I mean, I, I feel bad because like. I feel like there's a there's a giant possibility that the team stays ranked where they are now anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. As like a 16th, 17th team. <laughs> okay, maybe not that low, but yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, like on the brink of making, like they're probably going to make it to the last Swiss round, but they're not going to make playoffs. Oh, okay. They, sure, they sure. can either come in as like a 7 or 8 seed, or they could be the 14th seed. There's yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Or they could actually not make that first Swiss. Like that's why I'm saying 16, 17. Well, because I, I don't know here because apparently Jack is like one of the top ranked one player ones players in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, very very good, and I think he fulfills. He, he's the astral replacement. I would say like he fulfills <laughs> some of the gap that Astral ends up leaving. Now Yukio is gone, so it's like okay, he they also have to kind of fill out that gap. Was Yukio bit. the problem? Do do we? What do we think of that? They That's a not big good statement. Enough. I don't know. It may, may have just not been like a good enough team dynamic to like, not that anyone was specifically a problem. It was just mm. like, maybe this was just not the mesh. Cause if you remember like when we had, when we had the coach of 72 PC on, he, when we were like, Hey, what do these teams have to do? And he's just like roster changes, just like <laughs> flip the roster around and, and find. Cause I think at this level, you're getting a lot of players that are close enough in skill level that you just need to find one that meshes a little bit better. 
Yeah. It's yeah, you you almost can't just like the amount of time that you need to improve for your whole team as a unit to get to a level where it's world class um is just too long almost, you know what I mean, with the same roster. I think individual players, I mean like the old uh Pittsburgh Knights is a great example of that. It's it's three players where they were on the brink of like maybe being those top the top team. I mean they got sixth in the world, so what am I saying? They were probably mm-hmm. t- like close and close. But them all being on different rosters and still kind of playing at that level goes, oh, okay, no, all these individual players have gotten significantly better even with the roster changes. Um, so like you you never know if there's no real long-term projects when it comes to uh Rocket League right now, right? Uh there's just players that have been around long enough and their individual skill supersedes a team being able to rank up, I feel. Um and actually, to that point, it's like, you know, I, I feel whether you like it or not, I think Dignitas will never get rid of Violent Panda. <laughs> um, yep. I think Violent Panda is literally Dignitas now. And I think if they got rid of him, they would probably lose a lot of fans. Fair. Um, Speaking of that. <laughs> yes. Are we going on to the next one? Because I do think that's probably true. Don't throw a transition at me. I'm doing it. It's too late. To go off of it. <laughs> uh yeah crow is off row Kronovi, uh v the most veteran player um tarko goes goes on rogue instead uh uh this is Kuroko. huge this is big uh let me just talk about his twit longer a little bit crow is saying that he has uh left he felt he wasn't even like I, he's, he was very professional about it he wasn't even saying that it was necessarily personality things but he said overall the team dynamic was not positive right mm-hmm. um and that like it's not that one or two players were toxic. He was just saying there's a lot of personality clashes. That's kind of what I read into it at least. Fair. Um, where, where, or at the very least he was saying like, I wasn't really enjoying the game when I was on the team. Um, and so he's decided as well to not go on to another team. Cause I know there's a whole bunch of teams that w- w- would love to have him. Uh, but he said he'd rather not be on a team that's like struggling to make it in every time. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a really wise choice. Like this is someone who's like, no, let me refocus for a season and actually work on my skill. Um, probably build like a backup brand as well, like YouTube and, and Twitch and what have you, just to have that. Uh, always a smart career move. Um, but no, regardless, I think this is going to be really good for Crow because he'll have time to actually just focus on his individual stuff instead of worrying about team dynamics, work, work on improving your own uh, your own skill. So um, I think that's pretty exciting. We'll see if there's a new rev- revitalize um, Crow going into the last split um, because he will not be around for this one. Um, but I think it's really, it's someone who you need to know your worth to really say, Hey, I'm not going to get on a team because I'll have better options later, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I respect it. Um, and here you're saying, so Babbitts, what did you want to say about kind of rogue losing its identity? Uh, that was actually relentless, but, uh, Oh, sorry. <laughs> related to relentless. What, what did you want to say about rogue losing its identity? Um, well, I think, I mean, go, going off of what you said originally, like with his twit longer and stuff, and I did think that's kind of the the way he handled it was realistically the best way to handle it while still giving insight to fans of what led to this decision. So I think that's kind of what he ended up doing there. And I mean, realistically, what I imagine, what I envision it was is when you're not getting the results you want, then people start looking for somebody to blame. And then as people within the own team start looking for somebody to blame, and that's going to lead to friction within the organization and that kind of stuff. So I think that's really what it comes down to is Crow is used to being at the very, very high level. And I think some of these other players, as they came onto this roster, were expecting to get the results. And when they're not getting the results, they 
you start looking for whose fault is it and that kind of stuff. And, and eventually like, regardless of whose fault it might have been, it just leads to, like I said, friction and, and really tough. Who's the imposter? Who's the (laughs) imposter? Who's the one that we want to blame here? Who's not worthy. (laughs) And I think it's just one of those things of like, like you said, Crow knows what he's worth, at least to, at least to the scene in general, he's going to find a way to be part of the scene. If he wants to be, he doesn't have to worry about like, Oh, this is my one shot to be on a team. So he doesn't have to, like suck it up and deal with a work environment that he doesn't enjoy. So um, I think it's a good thing for him to kind of have that self-awareness to be like, you know, I can step away from this specifically and still be okay with it, whether it was really up to him or up to the organization. I think it was one of those things that was kind of mature. Um, But how Rogue loses identity is I think, I mean, not that they lose like their play style or anything like that, but it definitely is one of those things that almost feels like, the org is not as big anymore because Crow is not there. Just naturally speaking, kind of like you were saying, like Violet Panda kind of is Dignitas. Crow at this point pretty much was rogue. And even though, it, you know, we've probably called out a few times that he might be the issue there. You still kind of were like, yeah, but you don't want to see him not on the team. So it's just like a weird, mm. like from a fan dynamic, I think rogue loses it's a little bit of its identity and stuff within that. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Uh, do you have anything to add to that, Wabbits? Uh, yeah, you. One thing you uh, kept on saying about what was expected is that Crow goes back to another team that might be a little bit higher later on after doing his own stuff. Um, one like yes, that's completely possible, and you know everybody would love to see it. But I think there's a very good possibility that he just moves on to be an analyst. Um, Crow was probably the first, uh, first person in rocket league that's at that level where he can be that long-term pro that has uh, maintained his like maintained his ability for so long and stayed on a team for so long and also has a personality that um, still works for uh you know being a, a figure in like casting or uh commentating or anal- like being an analyst or anything else uh i i think you're wrong yeah. really i okay. don't okay <laughs> i don't think no sorry i don't okay I think his long-term goal would be to cast her and, and stream his stuff. I mm-hmm. think that's definitely in the cards. Um, for, at least from what I read in the tip to it longer, it very much seemed like he still wants to compete. Yes. Um, I'm and so very I think, mm-hmm. I think he is, I mean, I think he's just taking a break, honestly. Like, I think he'll be training individually and stuff, but he's kind of like, let me see what my options are in four or five months. Right. Yeah. Uh, let me see what the landscape is. I don't think, I think he he you might be right that he may end up taking a casting gig if nothing shows up if no team wants him in four months, um, but at least from what it seems like right now he still does want to compete, um, and he has that backup plan. So I think he's probably one of the most fortunate players in the <laughs> scene where he it's really up to him whether he wants to keep competing. Right, yep. he really okay. has that choice. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's actually super fair. Um, it really uh, depends on his own. Uh, mentality later on when things happen and also other teams i guess if they want even even if he didn't get a casting gig nor got on a team he could still probably stream and do just well enough so yeah uh he he is he's i you know i wish him well he has all the options (laughs) um he's uh and i mean it'd be great for some of these like older players to win some of the world championships right yeah um that being said (laughs) It's like you know rv is still 
like you take all these like older players and you're like no they're still they're still in the top mix you know um and whether that's you know also for whatever Cux, reason cucks here yes. the the eu crow <laughs> where now has flakes and resi the ones gods i don't know that's gonna that's that's they're actually the ideal. best team that's yeah that's, that's a it. dark horse the okay. number one uh i'm back on the flakes train <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I I forgot about flakes. I feel like a, this this is the team, you know, just like slow fifties down the pitch until just like pinches all of a sudden. They're they're, they're gonna be this, you know. No one's, you know. There, there's like this whole like middle ground that everyone else is gonna be playing at, but they're gonna be so far on these extremes and people aren't gonna know what to do about it. Um, all right, let's let's keep moving on because uh, I did say I want to make this episode shorter and we we keep not being able to do so uh scrub to sng uh where did you get this information because i don't see it in the liquipedia so uh help me out here that's a good question i th- it might have been in the things that relentless sent is that is that what, what it was is that possible that's was this a possible. rumor uh, was it real who knows i don't think i posted anything about scrub except i don't even, i don't think i posted anything about scrub except the rumor of, of diva going to guild or whatever. oh it was from ty it was what from Ty Smoogles. He's been signed up with Singularity, uh, Godsmell or Breezy, and Hit. Wait. Yes. Godsmell or Breezy and Hibs, I think. Uh, da, 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 da. Likely uh, Hibs being coached. I'm not quite sure. I might be misreading him. Uh, he might have put a rumor out. I'm just saying. There, are, there are those rumors. Very possible. Trailer the Ty Smoogles rumor mill. The, uh, you know, he's got he's the got inside, the inside. Yeah, he's got the inside. Inside knowledge being the esports, um, esports god. All right. Well, I don't know which team Scrub Glare is in, but Singularity, I mean, listen. Don't worry. He'll blow it up wherever he goes. Yep. <laughs> is he. Dude, is he going to blow it? <laughs> I like a... don't know. Every team wants him, but like it feels like this man can't last a split. Does every team want him? I don't think any team wants him. There's, there's but, a but that's what I'm saying. Like in a year or two, is he just going to be gone from the scene? Now I implant that in your mind. You can speculate. Uh, Devo, <laughs> uh, on the other hand, going to the guild to replace Scrub, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this team will talk to each other in comps. Um, Who knows? <laughs> Yukio joins freaking Tigre. Uh, that's a uh, well well seasoned team. Uh, I don't know how well they'll do, but uh, it's nice to see some familiar names. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ronaki to Liquid. So. Yeah, that's a big one, I guess. Uh, some of these ex-Barcelona players. Ronicky was on Barcelona, right? Yes. I didn't get that wrong. Okay, some of these ex-Barcelona players finding uh, replacements. It seems like Barcelona literally went... Wait, was he triple uh, trouble? <laughs> he might have been triple trouble. I don't know which at this point. Um, sorry, I know everything. I don't point. make any mistakes, and I have all the information. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, put that on a podcast quote. You won't. Uh, so... So, um, no, Ronicky's to Liquid. So, Team Liquid right now, uh, you know, boost, boosting up their roster a little bit. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I feel like some of these teams are... It's like really well-known players and they just kind of mix and match and hope for the best. Like some of these teams, uh, I think want, um, I think that's what 
has kind of been happening for pretty much all of uh no no, no <laughs> but i i think there's there's lateral moves and then there's up and down moves mm-hmm. and then this particular season i feel like there's a lot of just this was like not kind of working out so let's just try this you know oh, like okay. usually you have an expectation of where you're gonna be like like apparently jack you know for yukio at least i can kind of see them okay like apparently jack is really this great ones player like maybe this will bolster a team right i can see that they're trying to you know there's some thought but some of these roster moves just feel like who's a well-respected name that's a free agent right now and that would be willing to sign for us wait Um, so that's my thoughts wait why are you saying this i'm confused what what are you thinking of for for that because all this seems pretty reasonable um, I don't think there's many things on here that I would be like genuinely surprised by being like, wow, that person really moved up or really moved down except for like maybe, maybe scrub, but. Scrub. Okay. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is there's a lot more lateral moves than, than, uh, oh, the okay. moves that I feel are specifically meant to bolster rosters. And it Fair. surprises me because it's like, you know, this team is struggling to get top 16. Let's try this player, you know? Okay. Um, which I guess you have to do at some point if your team isn't doing well, but um maybe that's another part of uh on the lateral yeah. move is probably just more for a team chemistry aspect can we get a team exactly. that's with the you know similar talent level to what we have so they, that just works still, better mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure exactly and hopefully so <laughs> so what, what what we're implying is that if you've been moved from a team it's because you're the run egg that's the yes you're the party. problem <laughs> you're the problem uh <laughs> and i think final uh, note that we have to mention uh overall do you want to say it or should i you, you can say it. Okay. Uh, we referenced this earlier. Barca dropped their uh, whole entire roster um, and then picked up Taz, Blurry, and Rise. Rise. Rizix? I don't know which. All right. Um, <laughs> Are they... Do you know if they're Spanish players? I think so. I'm pretty okay, sure it's so That kind of makes sense. My other, my other reasoning is they probably have far smaller contracts. Um, that wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> i mean it, it feels like barcelona's kind of like well the strength of our name is good enough to literally put us under any any team um yes for sure i'm wondering yeah. if this was a, an established spanish team it's possible dude. now i'm wondering i don't know we'd have to figure that out wait here it's i'm looking uh oh they were on name seekers Taz and blurry okay. and then rizlix is uh new as is kairos yeah the names are familiar i just don't know none of them are from. spanish okay <laughs> None of them are Spanish. Okay, well, they <laughs> listen. They're Barcelona. As long as they're in our scene, I can't really complain. Yep. <laughs> Barcelona FC in the Rock League scene. I'm not complaining. Okay. Uh, you know what else I'm not complaining about? Uh, our wonderful supporters uh, on Patreon. Um, you guys have been incredible. Uh, hashtag Blame Wabbits. Why the episode hasn't been released yet. And uh, <laughs> you can blame all of us. We, we, uh, you know, the last episode was so emotionally draining that we just, just had to I just couldn't bear. Yeah, I just couldn't bear. Uh, no, we'll, we'll get that out uh, as soon as we can. Um, anyways, special thanks to, uh, you know, uh, sort of thanks to all our patrons, but special thanks to the Roll Call tier and Jay Wise, Kevin, Mife, Paint, Tim Chabarker, and Psych Mopgo. You guys are amazing. Uh, you guys always help us out. Um, yeah, it's been good. Uh, I hope all of you are doing well. Uh, I hope all is, all your families are safe. Um, you're uh, enjoying your time uh, here as we go and I go into November. Um, you know, as as I approach my inevitable um, quarter of a century of lifehood, um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, may, may, I might do. Uh, 
you know, whenever, whenever that podcast, you know, shows up, I'll be like, maybe I'll do a, a, a introspective, just uh, kick, kick both of you out, do a solo show for like five hours, you know? Uh, God, I'm just old. Be like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So you know much what? older. <laughs> Cursor was saying the other day, uh, hey, like turn 30 or whatever. And I'm like, well, think of it this way. In Sparta, you'd you'd only be able to start, um, you know, participating in in their their system of politics uh, at the age of thirty. So, if anything, you're a young Spartan. Uh, well, there you go. young. I feel like back in that time is still <laughs> that's kind of an exaggeration. I'm like two thirds of the way through my life at that point. No. What what was the, oh, what was yeah, the lifespan? You are two thirds of the way. I say, what was the lifespan of a Spartan like? It's gotta be like Spartans, forty. Yeah, something. but but I'm saying like they they're no. like, but you're still not good enough, dude. You know, I think Spartans you were seventy. You, they were. They would get to seventy, dude. I don't believe yeah, it. I think I, I thought the average was seventy. It. Nope, don't believe the, it. The the average is a lot less extreme than people give credit for. Listen, maybe the average is a little shorter, but they're half the people would at least get to seventy. Okay, just the other half would die because they had their finger on the wrong yeah. wrong piece of metal. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. I think the only uh, with that up. we're out of here. Hold up, we're not myself, leaving just yet. I'm going on this for myself, two second rant from Relentless. The only um, and from Wabbits. <laughs> the only what? The only uh, what is it? Civilization that had a younger age overall uh, was, I believe, the Romans because they used lead in their pipes, <laughs> and those are the only ones that had a lower life expected life expectancy than pretty much Those nowadays. Spartans? Uh, I think the Romans because lead pipes. I might be wrong with that one, but well, okay. Life, ex- yeah. The point is, the average is obviously going to be lower if like half your population dies because because of bacteria. Yes. yes. Um, but but <laughs> but it overall, just to remove you can still those. live the same amount. Yeah. Anyway, um, so you're old, yeah. relentless, but you're not two thirds of your life old. <sighs> I don't know. It depends. I can make it happen. Listen, you grind <laughs> like you're a young man, so that's what's important. Yes. <laughs> Uh, if anything, when it comes to like the amount of hustle that Relentless puts in, I'm like, man, this man, this man's like ten years younger than us. Because Wabbit <laughs> and I are like feel like old, full time employees. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Relentless just grinding, dude. Uh, yeah, school is the worst power. Full time. School right, is more than let- full time. I'm getting sad. Let's leave. <laughs> okay. No comment. Anyway, uh, listen. I'll see y'all next week, and Mm -hmm. uh, it's been good. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.